Welcome to the 90th episode of Fixels, Polygons, and Fun. Welcome to Video Pixels ASMR. Podcast. I'm Gigi. Yeah, exactly. ASMR version of the show where we will talk <laughs> about anything under the video game sun. Anything I'm under the ASMR sun. ASMR host, Gigi. With me, as always, is Riley and Odin. How are you guys? Jason, uh, Jason, I'm sorry. Gingy, are there, like, cars behind you? Yeah. I will try to keep a close, like, click on the mute button. Are you recording while driving? No. That would be dangerous. No, I okay. am sitting yeah, out on the patio. It would be real fun. It would be dangerous, but, but fun. Also dangerous. But, uh... Yeah, episode 90. Holy shit. Yeah, 90 yeah. is a big a big milestone. And so, this is the, this episode is special in another way if you if you are so inclined to hear. It's, yeah, it's it's the day before national nobody gives a fuck day. Wow, thanks. <laughs> um this is the <laughs> Easter Eve everybody. This is the second annual Riley's birthday special. If you remember last year, we did uh, Sonic the Hedgehog for my birthday, and that was the first birthday special. What are we doing this time? Find out soon. Or just look at the episode title. I'm sure I'll come up with some bullshit, but uh, let's get it started. Gotta make a phone call. We will be right back. Oh, yes. I see. Good news, everyone! Welcome back, you guys, to the news. Got some stuff to talk about today. Where is my browser? What the where the fuck did it go? God damn it! Okay, it's right here. It's all right. But I'm um, pulling from Cerebi.net, where I always go for my Pokemon news. Um, the Wild Area event in Pokemon Sword and Shield has now shifted. It's essentially a Easter event where more baby Pokemon will appear with breeding-focused and EV-boosting items. This event runs until April 15th at 2359 UTC. So your, your typical Pokemon that you will see in dens are, you know, like Kafant, Trubbish, Charmander, uh, Toxel, Mantike, all the babies, you know, Badoo, Tyro, Bonsly, Riolu. Munchlax, mine junior. I feel like I don't really have to go through everything, but I think you guys get the hint. Ditto as well, for that matter. So best of luck with that. Yeah, I heard about the ditto stuff. It's really interesting. Got gotta get them dittos. 
Right, and as of recording, or I guess I should accurately say, when you guys are listening to this, when the episode goes up, yesterday would have been the Pokemon Go Merrill Day event. Ooh, Boss Mouse. Yeah, hell yeah, Boss Mouse. I'm, I'm proud of you that you called it by its right name. But um, should you happen you to have played the event... I know, but I, I was going to correct myself with Boss Mouse. But regardless, the first Pokemon Go Battle Day is focused on Boss Mouse, a.k.a. Meryl. During this time, Meryl will have a guaranteed encounter on the first and third win track of Standard uh, standard Battle uh, for the Go Battle League and on every win with the premium raid pass that you can use. Um, you also get double Stardust during the event for catching Meryl. And then there is a event box that coincides with this event that you can get right now. And presumably, when you listen to this episode, for 480 coins, which is essentially $5, you get five premium raid passes, two incense, and two lure modules. And uh, when, we, when we get into the second segment, I will be talking more about the Go Battle League. But, um... Yeah, what do you, what do you guys think of that? I think I think they're doing good. I think uh, I think it's going to be entertaining. I think a lot of people are definitely going to get into this. Yeah, I can it seems say like Pokemon Go is doing a good. It really is. Like with with the whole uh, you know the pandemic issue, they they changed the requirements for the Go Battle League. So you don't because normally you would have to walk. I think at least like two kilometers to essentially you know get an entry, but now you don't. Because there are, there are two types of the battle leagues. There's the standard one, and then there's the the premium one, which you have to use the premium raid pass in order to do the premium side one. But it's not. I mean, really, the only big difference is like on the fourth, because like, uh, every every round with the Go Battle League, you do five battles, and then you can obviously do it again, but you get rewards for every five battles. And for the pre- the free edition, I guess is what you can call it. If you want a Pokemon encounter, you have to win four out of five games. Versus premium to where you have to win two out of five games. In order, you know, to win a, a Pokemon encounter. Oh, cool. But yeah, I'll get more into that in the next segment. Riley, do you have anything? I do, as usual. We got fucking Fortnite, goddammit. We we got we got an article from TheVerge.com written by Andrew Webster. You can watch Quibi's reboot of Punked in Fortnite. The newly launched Quibi is a streaming service with shows meant to be watched in short bursts wherever you are. And today at least, that includes inside of Fortnite. Today sees a limited promotion where the Quibi of the prank show Punked. By the way, this was on April 10th, so I just realized it's outdated, but I don't really have time to change it now. But th- So this happened. This is news, but it's past news. Today we see a limited time promotion where the Quibi reboot of the prank show Punked, hosted by Chance the Rapper, will be airing hourly at Risky Reels, the drive-in theater at Fortnite I- Island. Though it doesn't appear that you can rotate the screen, a core feature of Qu- Quibi. 
So basically, this new streaming service had a cross promotion with Fortnite where you could watch their show Punked in the game. So what do you think about that? Interesting to say the least. Yeah. I mean, it's for for me it's just Fortnite. I don't It's cool, but eh, it's Fortnite. Okay. But uh I believe Vito just pulled up if I am not mistaken. Um stall for Vito. He's running like 2 minutes late. God damn it. This is a mark on his record. Yeah, we're keeping track. Of Attendance policy. Attendance policy, Vito. You're you're getting a ride up. Yeah, he didn't even show up last week, so. Well, actually, I know. He did. I, I, depending I had on who in. you ask, he did. Depending on who you ask. I had to fill in. Well, that again, yeah, that Vito. On, he did a that, no that call, no show. He's here. He's here now. Vito definitely called. We had a conversation about how we got lost. And I oh, had to yeah. bail out of his car and take a cab here at the end of the last show. Do you not know what a GPS is? I guess not. <laughs> hello, hello, I'm here. Yes, hello. You're getting a rut right, right out, Vito. I'm sorry, I was... My car broke down. I was running... Uh, I don't want to hear it, no excuses. You're an essential employee, I don't want to hear it. All right, let's get to this day in gaming history. This day in 2007, Apollo. Wait, hold, hold on, hold, wait. That was. Jesus that was that was yesterday in gaming history. Vito, <laughs> here's, Jesus. Here's, here's this day in gaming history. I, man, we, we you got you gotta own up. Are you okay, Vito? Do it. Do we need to stop the show? No. Yes, I'm okay. I just had my notes flipped a page back. This day in 1992, The Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past was released for the Super Nintendo. Ooh. This day in 2006. Monster Rancher Evo was released for the PlayStation 2. Hell yeah. This day in 2010, Grand Theft Auto 4, The Ballad of Gay Tony, was released for the PlayStation Whoa. 3 and PC. Along with Grand Theft Auto 4, The Lost and the Damned, and Grand Theft Auto Episode from Liberty City on the PlayStation 3. This day in 2015, Mortal Kombat X was released for the PC, as well as Grand Theft Auto V, also for the PC. And finally, this day in 2017, the Jackbox Party Pack 3 was released for the Nintendo Switch, and that is this day in gaming history. Alright, thank you, Vito. With You're that welcome. being said, guys, now that I am dropkicking Vito out of here... <laughs> Gotta go into the next segment. We'll be right back. Welcome back, you guys, to the... Uh, I was about to say second segment. But the next one, we will talk about what we've been up to in the last week or so, video game-wise or anything else. Riley, what have you been doing? Well, I obviously... This all happened on stream, <laughs> but I'll recap Excuse it anyway. Me. Um... I played more Kingdom Hearts, Dream Drop Distance, and I, in fact, beat the game! 
Great. Now you got a couple more to go. I I have a good few more to go, yes, for the Kingdom Hearts series. I beat Dream Drop Distance, and I have some thoughts, but perhaps I I didn't tell him before this, so I guess this will be for him to shoot down or not. But perhaps we'll be bringing back a legacy segment at some point in the show where I'll share my thoughts about Dream Drop Distance, Link Link. Uh, I have no idea. Mini reviews, question mark. Ah, maybe, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) So yeah, I beat Dream Drop Distance. And I also got a little bit farther in the Dicketeers Pokemon X and Y run. I haven't completely finished the second cycle yet. I just finished the first, like, last week. And there are two cycles, but I, I did get a little bit farther. I did. I tried to do some EV training with my Frogadier and my Litleo, but they were leveling up too fast, so I sort of gave up on that. And I went and I got my first encounter for Cycle 2 in Route 4, and I caught a male Jolly Ralts. Nice. So, it's Jolly, which means it's minus special attack, and it's male, so its future is pretty much set in stone. It will be a Gallade if it lives that long. Root Gallade. His name is Johnny, after Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat, because I'm doing video game I character approve. names. I approve. Though, so, if you're doing video game characters, why did you not name... You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Just thinking about something else. Please, continue on. What it, else have you I'm been doing? I'm thinking I should have named it Neku, because it kind of looks like a, the world ends with you type aesthetic. But I like Johnny. I like Johnny Cage. Um... So, yeah, that's pretty much all the progress I've made in that game. I also tried out a game. This is also on stream, so you can go see the archive on BitChute. I tried out a game called Butter and Friends Babysitter Sim, which was very hard to play, and I could only stomach it for 30 minutes because it was a very hard game. But it turns out it's kind of designed for multiplayer, and I was playing it one player, which is why I was having such a hard time. So maybe if I get some people over to my house, we can try it again on stream and maybe actually have a good time. Oh, yeah. Ignore so... the car noise. <laughs> ignore. What car noise? Please ignore the car noises behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> There's a curtain? I guess so. Okay, so. That's. Oh, I also played a little bit of Sonic 2 on my. Um, 3DS. I, I re-downloaded it because I had deleted it to make room for the Pokemon Bank update. And I got I think I got to Hilltop Zone before I gave up? That's probably where I was. I don't mean gave up forever. I mean just like stopped playing for that session. But yeah. Sonic 2 is fun. I had just watched uh the Game Grumps do a whole Let's Play of it, so I was kind of in a Sonic 2 mood, so I decided to play a little bit since I knew I had it on my 3DS. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that is about it. Alright, Odin, what have you been doing, buddy? I have been playing a massive, massive amount of Animal Crossing and Destiny 2. Um, okay. Like an ungodly amount. I have gone flawless in Trials of Osiris so far twice. The since it's dropped this season, uh, which isn't a lot. There's been there's people out there who go more, but just simply going twice is still freaking amazing. I uh, finally got my warlock looking the way I want to. 
uh, pretty much looks like a uh, undead Anubis looking character. I'll send a pic sometime. Um, Please do. Yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. Seriously. Um, let's see here. Um, maxed out my season pass for uh for levels on Destiny Two, and now I'm like above. I'm it goes up to like a hundred, but right now I'm at like a hundred and thirteen. Nice. Um, yeah, and there's still like just just under seventy days left in the season. Um. Let's see here. Animal Crossing. I've been re I've been terraforming the land up like crazy, trying to figure out where I'm going to move houses, finding plots, deciding who's going to live next to who and who meshes well, mm-hmm. um, designing the land, completing my critterpedia. That's nice. important. Um, yeah, uh, making some making some bomb ass uh, custom clothing and also finding some and giving some people you know. Reps, uh, if you guys want uh, to hit me up sometime ever on Animal Crossing or want to send me some cool stuff, um, I will, at the Who end doesn't? of the video, I will send, I will uh, state my friend code at the end. So real quick Animal Crossing tangents. Um, or honestly, least- like low-key, if you guys wanted to, we have a whole uh, channel in the Pixels Discord server. That is purely of all of our Switch friend codes. Hell yeah. But brief Animal Crossing tangent. Obviously, our good buddy Colo couldn't make it this week. But I was on VC with him a couple times throughout the week, and I know he was playing Animal Crossing. Now, I don't know if this technique is common or if it's just something Colo does because he's Colo. How do you guys feel about um, if you don't like a resident, just beating him, beating the shit out of him with a butterfly net until he moves out? <laughs> Shun <laughs> <laughs> the non-believer because <laughs> that's what Colo was doing he said he was just like being mean to people and beating the shit out of them with his butterfly net until they moved out if he didn't want them there <laughs> which I found pretty funny and wanted to share with the class since Colo was not here to do it himself All right. Anything else? No, Mr. Odin. These are the only two games that I have been playing, unless you count working from home, a video game. Then I've been lucky bastard. I've been playing that forty hours a week. All right. I myself, uh, get all mobile games out. I guess no. We can start with Xbox. Um, thanks to my my brother. My younger brother, I got my hands on uh, Yeehaw Skyrim 2. <laughs> Ye- Yeehaw Skyrim is what oh, I call man, Red Dead. Oh man, now you actually have a reason to keep your Xbox, fuck. <laughs> At least for now. But, um, yeah, played a little bit of that. Uh, played a lot of Ghost Recon Wildlands as of late. Ooh, fancy. Well, yeah, good game. I have literally the best sniper in that game, the HTI. Like just, just to put it into perspective, one of the bad forces in the game is called Unidad. And when you when you piss them off, they really like to bring in their attack helicopters. 
and with the with the HTI, if I shoot at the helicopter with with that with that sniper without the silencer equipped, it brings them down in one shot. It's such a good gun. My God, that that game's good. And once I finish beating it, beating Wildlands, I will move on to the next Tom Clancy game. That's called Breakpoint, if I am remembering the name correctly. Isn't Rainbow Six a Tom Clancy game? That's the one I've heard yeah. of. Okay. Yeah, all that's Tom Clancy. But um, I think that's it, Xbox-wise. Uh, Mobile-wise with Pokemon Go, I don't know if I reported also, on Rainbow it last Six week. Sounds, just real quick little thing. Rainbow Six yeah. sounds like the name of a rip-off team of Power Rangers. Jesus Christ. Get it, Rainbow Six, because there's six yeah, of yeah. colors. Yeah. yeah. But um, I got a couple of shinies this last week. I got a shiny Scyther, a shiny Pineco out of a research quest uh, reward, and I got uh, ch- earlier earlier today as of recording, I got a full odd shiny Chimchar. Rock on. Shiny monkey boy. But, um, and like I mentioned in the news, I've done a lot of the Go Battle League. And, um, I got out of a. Because you know how I explained the whole encounters with the rewards with the different types of the leagues? Yeah. Yeah. Out of the, the, the free one, actually, on the fourth win, I got a wild encounter of Landorus. What? Yeah, I know. Crazy. Uh, And then I hatched a couple of eggs because of the Easter event that's going on right now. I hatched a total of two uh, flower crown togepies. And the headphone users beware because I have a feeling Riley's going to squeal over this. But I also hatched a flower crown Pichu. Oh my god! Pichu! Yeah, I did post it in Pixels, in the Pixel server, but I will post it in our channel just for Riley to look at real quick. I think the... the now I'm... Look, I gotta look at it, because I saw the Pichu, but the flowers were so, like, light-colored, and I wasn't really paying attention when I pulled up general chat, so I didn't see the flower crown. But now that I do, it is very cute. So yeah, and then trying to think, uh, what else? Because I mean that pretty much covers Pokemon Go. I've been doing a lot of Jurassic World Alive. Um, really nothing to report on that end. I think the other big game that I've played this week is Elder Scrolls Blades. I've been getting back into that. All right. And uh, I created it, so you guys are more than welcome to join if you want to, but I created a guild in the game. So for you guys who play Elder Scrolls Blades, I created a guild for our little community of pixels, the guild name. Elder Scrolls Blade is separate from Elder Scrolls Online, right? Yeah, but uh, I don't know why I put... Yeah, because I bought it for you. We really once I get a, a PS4 again, we really should play that together. 
Yeah, that sounds like it'd be fun. It didn't but, um, seem like a. Gr- it didn't seem like it didn't strike me as a great game when I played it, but I only played it for like a half hour, so perhaps it gets better. It gets better if you play with people. Yeah. But um, the the guild name was random for me, but it, thanks to you know Google, because you know how if you like type in a couple of of letters, it tries to spit out a word for you to possibly use. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking? Well, the the guild name is called the Pixel Majors. Oh. Glorious. And it's 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 free to join. You don't have to be a patron. You don't have to be any of that if you play Elder Scrolls Blades and if you are not a part of a guild, you guys should join. But yeah, I've been playing a crap ton of Elder Scrolls Blades this week. So please please join if you are interested. And then, of course, or I shouldn't say of course, I was just scrolling randomly on Twitter earlier, and a card game that I've always wanted to learn was Card Fight Vanguard. Never, never learned it, but I found out earlier today that there is a Card Fight Vanguard mobile app that plays similar to, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links in the TCG, or, you know, the Pokemon TCG Online. This, and I haven't played it yet. I will play it throughout this next week, and I'll report on it, episode 91. But, yeah, Vanguard Zero apparently came out today. So I will be playing that to try to learn... to learn that game. But with that being said... I think that's it. Sorry. I don't think I've done... I heard Cardfight Vanguard, and I was trying to remember where I heard that, and I think I was confusing it, although the Wikipedia article kind of implies that the same thing. There's something that I remember seeing advertisements for called Future Card Buddy Fight, <laughs> which is a very silly name, and it apparently has something to do with Cardfight Vanguard. I just remember seeing commercials for it and being like, heh, that's a stupid name. <laughs> All right, you guys. So that being said, we are going to cut it here and jump into our topic. We will be right back. And welcome back to the topic of the show, you guys. We will where we will be talking about anything under the video game sun. Riley, what are we doing this week, buddy? Well, I, of course, chose the topic because it's the Riley birthday special. And, you know, I guess it kind of fits with the birthday theme. What's a place that you might want to go on your birthday? Answer, amusement park. Good Good thing I went to Disney World when I did because I couldn't have gone on my birthday because That's social distancing, true. coronavirus, everything is closed. Um, didn't get to do all that I wanted birthday? to do, by the way. Asshole. What'd you say, Gingy? I didn't get to do all that I wanted to do, by the way. Asshole. Well, I didn't... That isn't my fault. You bought a ticket to the wrong part of the park. No, because my feet hurt. Anyway, please. Please continue <laughs> on. Very the topic. mean. <laughs> You're extremely mean. Anyway. So, and a concept that's been brought up before, I believe there's one somewhat in the works in Japan. A Nintendo amusement park 
Mm-hmm. Ninten- Nintendo Land, you could call it, after the fictional Nintendo amusement park that's in the Wii U title. Um, so I figured we'd do an episode where we just kind of like have fun, sit around, and like pitch all of our crazy like attraction and ride ideas for a Disneyland style Nintendo amusement park. Interesting. And of course, if you listeners have any ideas, let us know. For real, yeah. like, like drop it in our Discord server, and you can always join us there. Or if you want it, write into the show. You know, ppandfpodcast.gmail.com is the email for the show. But uh, I kind of I had an idea myself. And is it just for Nintendo properties for sake of this um... conversation? Try to stay with Nintendo properties, but if you can justify Nintendo somehow getting the license to do an attraction based on something, then you can do that. So no, no, like Xbox properties, but if it's like if it's like a game that's on the Switch that isn't necessarily Nintendo owned, you could pitch an attraction based on that. Hmm. I mean, we all know that it's a it's a small world, the ride at, at Disney. The ride we didn't get to go on, yes. I could kind of see something like that to a similar vein with Animal Crossing. Oh my god, that's the, be- that's the best idea we're going to get all night. <laughs> There's no getting better than that. <laughs> just, just have all the things, and then at the very end of the ride... You know, all the riders. Pay all of your money to milk. (laughs) But no, like, I I can see it. You you, you go through a bunch of different Animal Crossing-like stuff. And at the very end of the ride, when you get out, you can get this incredible cheap piece of paper that essentially says, you now owe me, Nook, 500,000 bells. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so that's my that's my first idea that just came to mind. That is a really good idea. You you got any pitches, Odin? I get I gave you I gave you the topic two hours in advance hoping you'd have some sort of things. So I think a Rayquaza coaster. Yes. Oh my god. Now, hold on. This isn't just any kind of Rayquaza coaster, okay? This is a magnetic Rayquaza coaster, so it feels like you're actually riding inside or on a Rayquaza, and it goes high up and goes down, like rapid drops, like steep you know, falls and like quick shoot-ups. The, the way you're describing it, Odin, is making me think of the Mamba at Worlds of Fun. Oh, but this is the Rayquaza coaster. And this thing <laughs> goes high up to the clouds and then comes down. Ooh. Oh yeah, I like that. Like that's you have making to me sign you have to sign a waiver before you jump on this thing. <laughs> I was about to say now, so see, now another one is coming to mind real quick, Riley, before you give off your first idea. Uh, it's making me think of since you named it the Rayquaza coaster, Odin, instead of the teacups that you spin around in, I want Pulte Geist spinny things. Pulte cups? So you see a way, a way to yeah, have pulte cups, there we go. 
with the modern technology we have, a way to have that extreme of a roller coaster without as much danger, and this would really go with the Pokemon theme. What if it was a VR coaster and like you could see yourself on the Rayquaza through the VR headset? You could like see flying Pokemon flying around in the sky as you're just riding this That'd giant Rayquaza. Yeah. And they can that virtually cool. s- simulate the feeling of being on an actual roller coaster because they can do that now because it's the future, guys. That would be cool. I was kind of going to pitch a VR experience for Pokemon, but since we just thought of the best one, let me go to another idea that I've got buried somewhere in my head. Well, obviously, we need a go-kart track, but not just any go-kart track. Mario, Mario Kart. Kart track. How did I figure? Uh, no, 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 fuck that. Diddy Kong. I think Rare kind of owns the Diddy Kong racing thing, or they have some right, sort of Right, but Rare's been it. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think... They might have, like, a spin-off ride that's Diddy Kong racing, but we're thinking of a Nintendo theme park here. They're gonna have Mario Fair enough. everywhere. So, Fair enough. Yeah. A Mario Kart go-kart track. Like, they could have, okay. like, the they could have the cars sort of like attached to some sort of mechanisms. So they don't go off course, yeah. but still be able to move like in different directions. And they could also have like real item boxes that you could like punch up and get. And like, oh, yeah, that'd get be cool. items. Yeah. And of course, they'd have like a safety mechanism so you could like spin out without actually like spinning out and getting hurt when you get hit by an item. Okay. So that's my first idea. Hopefully we'll get a few more ideas on the table tonight, but that's just my first uh, v- sort of vanilla, this would probably actually happen were Nintendo Land to happen pitch is a Mario Kart go-kart course. Fair enough. I can... Oh, God. I had it. I had an idea, but it's escaping me right now. Odin, do you, do you have another one? Oh. Oh, God, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, now, you know how at, at music, amusement parks they have that twirly thing that goes really up high in the sky and you're sitting in seats and it spins? Yeah, yeah. Now, hear me out. Driftwood. Wait, what do you, what do you mean the twirly thing? Ooh. You know, um, you're all sitting together in like a square-shaped thing in separate chairs and you go up the tower... And when you start spinning, the chairs kind of separate out and they look like tentacles when you're spinning. Are you are you you getting what I'm putting down there? Wait, repeat that real quick. You're sitting in a chair as you go up the tower. Swing, but yeah, there you go. Sitting the chair suspended and it goes up high, and then it just spins, and you're just like. It's imagine a ceiling fan and attaching a hamster to a string to one of the blades and then turning the fan on. Wait, so you guys talking about those rides that like you get against the wall and like it spins around and it makes no! you feel like you're like stuck you to the wall? You're in a chair. You're in a chair okay. suspended like a hamster on a string attached to a fan blade, a ceiling fan. But are, you, are you talking about those like spinning? Ship rides that like go up and down and all around. Riley, Riley. I don't understand. Oh, I've never seen this ride you're describing. It looks like a giant umbrella, but instead, it has seats attached by like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I got it now. 
I, like I, I think I got it. Now. Or like metal bars. Okay, that now that you've described it, it more in detail, I think I remember what you're talking about. And then it starts spinning, and as you spin, you actually go oh, out. Got it. Okay, one of those, but as Drift Blim or Tentacruel. I think would be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. We got... Okay. I feel like half the attractions we pitched tonight are going to be Pokemon-based. Ooh, you know what? Another one's coming to mind for me right now. Okay. Y'all know... Y'all know the Haunted Mansion ride. What if we get the same thing, but with Luigi's Mansion? Oh my god! Wait, so what is, how does Haunted Mansion work? I've never been in it. So, like, you just walk around a Haunted Mansion. Is there something more to it or what? You're essentially sitting in a cart and you're riding through the Haunted Mansion area. No. Okay, here's what it should be. Instead of sitting in a cart, wow. you should actually be walking around this haunted place. And you should have, like, a, a backpack or whatever they're called. And you should actually be able to, like, suck up ghosts. Dope. Hell yeah. So it's like, or, it's just Luigi's Mansion, but you're experiencing it in real life. Right. Trying to think how to wrap up Legend of Zelda into an amusement park attraction. Mm. Maybe, maybe only in a similar vein, if we're thinking like Breath of the Wild sort of thing, like having one big open area inside a gate and you're given like a special I guess you can, we can go with like a foam sword or whatever and you walk around this open area right, and you 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 smack like cardboard or wooden props of various monsters in a certain yeah, amount so of like- time so it's like kind of kind of like shooting the ducks, shooting the course. ducks at the carnival. But yeah, you're right. Like an open world obstacle course, you can smack the monsters, earn points. You you have a, a certain amount of time in the in the attraction itself, and obviously get the highest score you can. Hmm. Something like that would be pretty cool. I'd be down. Or okay, or if we're thinking, like I- anything we find at at a amusement park, right? Yes. Is I want a Kirby themed cafe. Yes. I oh my god! It. And specifically, have it like a uh, an open open bar sort of concept. You know those. Restaurants that you can go to that you can see the chef cooking right in front of you. I want the chef to be Kirby. I want the chef to be in a Kirby costume. How would you even put a person into a Kirby costume? I don't know. Nintendo would make it work. How would they be able to cook in this setting? Nintendo would make it work. I could see a King DDD costume, perhaps. I don't know about Kirby. That'd be hard to maneuver. Nintendo, I know you are listening, especially you Nintendo ninjas. You're welcome to use the ideas that we are suggesting to you today. The only thing we ask is to give us tickets to go to said amusement park. 
That's it. That's all we ask. Now there Ignore has to the be card. like I, I I just thought of a good idea. Just thought of a good idea, and a, a sort of boxing attraction where two people go in at Ooh. once, and you put your arms in like a box with a boxing glove in it, but the boxing glove also has a spring attached to it, and it's arms. You're doing an arms Hell boxing yeah. match. Or that's a good idea too. Or you know, take your concept with Wii Bowling and have it all be VR. So you're just Wii Bowling, but in real life. Well, yeah. No, it's like you're you're. Yeah, I, I no, guess. Yeah, no, I like, don't mean you're actually bowling in real life, and that's all you see. I mean, if through the VR headset you are seeing like the Wii Bowling world, and you are playing bowling in real life. Yeah, yeah. To where everyone you put on the VR headset and you see everyone there. As me. Even if people aren't there. Yeah, as me is what I'm getting at. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. So many good. Actually make the me's worthwhile for something. Although moment of silence for me Tomo. The Nintendo app that used to be a thing. I never used Miitomo. I did. I liked it. I will give a moment of silence for me verse, though. I did use me verse. All right, and that's been your moment of silence. Odin, do you have Thank anything, you. buddy? Well, I think I think it'd be really cool to have a uh, Animal Crossing themed butterfly catching contest. Like, oh my god! Like, um, uh, inside of like a theme park. Yes. But, like, it wasn't, like, your typical... They weren't, like, real butterflies. Because, well, nature hurt. People are dumb. Um, they would be... It would be more or less like a, um... How to put it? Uh, You know what? Yeah, fuck it. Real butterflies. But, like, yeah... I mean, yeah. they can make robotic butterflies. That's not that hard to do. All right. Not like maybe like robotic, like you're thinking of, but just like butterflies that sort of just like fly around on their own, like little plastic butterflies that are mechanized to just okay. fly around. That's fair. Yeah, we are, we're getting there. Do we have... Any last final thoughts or any ideas? Because I think I got one more good one in me. Okay, so... Um, We've been going for like 40 minutes, oh, haven't we? Oh, oh. We're forgetting about bullshit. I got but, um, one. I got okay. one. All right. A, uh, a complete non-toxic paint fight. Yes, platoon! Splatoon Hell yeah. fight! Oh my god! You know that you are making me want to boot up Splatoon two right now, Odin. I've never played it. Oh, I got you, buddy. When I next hang out with you, I got you. I think you. we can keep going a little bit longer on this, Genji. This can be a longer one. We've had a lot of shorter episodes recently. I think. I think I'm. Gonna but um. <laughs> yeah, we we can go longer if you both want to for a little bit. But um, I think the last good one I have in me for now. We all know, you know, the typical games of, like, shooting the ducks as they go across. Yes. 
So, instead of the guns that you shoot, I want eggs. I want Yoshi-themed eggs. Instead oh of God. shooting the ducks, you shoot different colored Yoshis. Yes. No, wouldn't you... Why would the Yoshis shoot, shoot other Yoshis? Wouldn't you shoot, like, Shy Guys? Yeah, I guess that could work. But yeah, essentially... Then maybe depending on how many shy guys you actually hit, you get a certain color Yoshi as a as a reward souvenir. Okay, so this is an ambitious one, right? This is a big one. This would take a lot of space in an amusement park, but I think it would be worth it. What if there was a whole attraction, up to four people going at once, and it was like this huge like space? And it was a Mario Party board. Nice. Yeah. Listen up now. Listen up now. This is this gets big brained, okay? So you're playing Mario Party. Obviously, individual Mario Party. You're not in a car, because the lame Mario Parties are the ones where you're in a car. Uh, <coughs> so you go around the game board Excuse and me. you play Mario Party like real, like all the items that you would get would be like where they're supposed to be, like, there'd probably be mechanisms to switch items out on certain spaces. But also, this is massive-brained, okay? There is a sort of elevator in the center, right? I don't know how this would work technologically, but I'm sure Nintendo would find a way. This is a big-brained one that might take some technology. And after every turn, you mark your space on the board, and then everybody goes to the center... And the center is sort of an elevator that will take you down to like one of ten mini game rooms where hmm. you do like Mario Party mini games. Oh my god. Interesting. That's my concept. This big Mario Party board in real life where there's like a basement floor below the board with like ten different like rooms that have m- mini games in them. Like in yeah. Mario Party, there's mini games. <laughs> Not bad. I want. Not bad. Let's Anybody see, else got then. ideas? I, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I think the, I think the Yoshi one was the last good one I had. I'm trying to rack my brain for another for another one. I thought of a really cool like VR experience type attraction. This one is sort of like they'd have to get their rights for another company, but this company works with them all the time, but I'm sure they could. Platinum Games, Bayonetta, a VR experience Interesting. where you are with Bayonetta fighting like giant like demon monsters like in the Bayonetta games. And you get to like feel like you're flying around and like fighting this giant demon monster. And it would be super cool. Interesting. I'm down. Yes, that's the that's the bayonetta inclusion. You're welcome, Atlas. I did it. So hmm. we could definitely get some more ideas out of this. The Nintendo amusement park could be massive. There's so much to be milked from all of Nintendo's various franchises. Hmm. That is true. Let's see. I'm trying to think of, like, attractions that exist in real life and how I could put, like, a Nintendo spin on them. 
Hmm. You know, I know you brought up the the whole boxing thing with arms. Yes. But um, to spin off of arms again, what if um, because you know there are those slingshot rides that that set you in like a seat, and then you're slowly but surely dragged to the ground, and then after. Yes. A minute or so, the it lets you go and you shoot up forward. What if you sit in like an arms character while the arms itself are stretched out, obviously to the other parts of the said machine? You know, to essentially give you that that slingshot sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Now this one isn't as huge, but like it's kind of like. Not every ride in every park is, like, super themed. It's just, like, it has a thing from a franchise, and it's just, like, a normal ride. I was just kind of thinking for, like, just, like, a fun little extra ride that it's Rob's Spinning Tops. And it's, like, those ride, like, the little spinny tops that Rob uses in Smash Bros., you know? And it's, like, those, you know what I'm talking about? Rob has, like, those little spinnies that he drops. I know what you're saying. And it's the, and it's like the rides at like carnivals and amusement parks where it's like you're in a circular room and you take a position on the wall and the room like spins and like you feel it spinning and you like get suctioned to the wall because of the force. One of those mm. rides. I can I dig like it. that. Oh. I can't I can't think of anything else. Really, I'm drawing a blank. Hmm. So we have the real physical racing in Mario Kart, but if you want the extreme racing that has to be VR cuz it would be too dangerous in real life, got to have that F0 race track. Oh my god. To feel like you're god. blasting off in a super fast race car just Just, like, racing your friends in, like, a VR experience where you feel like you're in one of those, like, super rocket race cars from F-Zero. You could be Captain Falcon. Hell yeah. And I, I got another one. Yeah, I, I, got, I got another one. I got a rapid fire here. What if... Damn it, I lost it. Fuck. <laughs> I lost it. Disappointing us all. I had it. A dog screw a kangaroo. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's back. So basically, this one I can describe in one sentence, and Gigi will get real happy. It's Galaxy's Edge, but it's Star Fox. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Man, like can experience. we can we talk about how good Star Fox Assault was? Isn't that Let that be ported to the okay. fucking Switch. No, I love Star Fox Assault. I've heard from, like, I think most people agree. Like, there are obviously people who like those games that a lot of people think are mediocre. From what I've heard of Assault, a lot of people think it's, like, a very meh Star Fox game. Everyone's allowed their opinions. 
pretty much from what I've heard, the only good Star Fox game is 64 and maybe the first one. Ooh. Okay. Okay. This is this is my last idea that I have. Like honestly, okay. like this, this because I think it's a good point to to call it. So if you guys got one more good idea in you, but um, what I want, and I want this specifically spread out through the entire park, you know, for like uh, an activity that you can do, and if you manage to get every single one, you get a special reward. I want little. I guess you can say either pictures or animatronics, but I essentially want Pokemon just for this specific idea since it's, you know, a Nintendo thing. I want little animatronics of Pokemon scattered throughout the entire park. And you have a checklist, but you have your camera. You have a camera that you can buy at, like, a gift shop or whatever because you know how at fucking... At Disney Disneyland, you know, if you go into the gift shops, you can buy the character signature pads, right, for the different characters to sign it. So you can yes. you can yeah. buy the cameras there. But yeah, Riley just said it: Pokemon Snap. That you see, would be fucking awesome. It would obviously be inspired by Pokemon Snap, and there'd be a lot of Pokemon. But what if we extended it to Nintendo Snap, and all around the park? There is just scattered animatronics of like all the cute Nintendo characters, all the best Nintendo characters, all, and you got to get good pictures of all of them. You got like a big checklist. There's a few Pokemon in there, a good few. Got a Kirby in there, maybe a couple Shy Guys. It's the whole hell lot of yeah, kooky Nintendo characters. So yeah, that's that's my last one. Do you, do you guys have any final ideas? I don't. I had one coming to me. I need a minute. It'll materialize at some point. <laughs> it's manifesting. It's evolving. Just like a Pokemon. <laughs> Look, it's a Pokemon. Can I catch it? Vaughn, <laughs> go ahead. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Racing forward until we arrive. I, I had it. I got, I got it back. Shut the hell up, Mappa! You might. We might survive. Vegeta, are we there yet? No, 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 but no, we're not. How about now? No, goddamn. God Okay, 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 okay. So, are any of you familiar? This is quite, this is an obscure Nintendo title. Not a lot of people remember this one. Do any of you remember Donkey Kong 3? Yes. So, Donkey Kong 3 was where you played as Stan the Bug Man. And you, and I think, if I remember the game correctly, it was like, Donkey Kong was like, shaking hives and he was sending out bugs. And you had to blast the bugs with your extermination play. You were you were Stan the Bug Man, and you had to get the bugs and stop Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's that, but the Donkey Kong is animatronic and it's real. Oh. And you have the spray. You are Stan the Bug Man. Hell yeah, I'd be down. So yes, 
Donkey Kong 3, but in real life. And Donkey Kong's an enemy truck. Okay. Dope. But, uh, what a, what a wonderful topic. Like I've said before, if you guys can come up with any ideas, let us know. Please. We want, we want to hear your ideas. Hell yeah, let us know. We got... There could be so many different ideas for this. Like, a Nintendo amusement park could be massive. Like, I could see it even be bigger than Disney World. Nintendo has their fingers in so many properties that have so much potential. It'd be crazy. I mean, they are making a Nintendo theme park in Japan. I only hope it gets popular enough to warrant them wanting to make a physical attraction in America. Yeah, I hope so, too. And I hope that I hope that it isn't just, like, a cash grab. I hope they really do put a lot of time and energy into those attractions. I have a feeling that, well, Nintendo cares about their IP. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just, I, I always fear the worst. The, the Mario Brothers movie exists, and that makes me always feel the, fear the worst. Yeah. Wow, big yawn. But um, with that being said, you guys, we're going to cut it here and go into our bullshit. We will be right back. What's up, guys? Do you enjoy podcasts like us? Have you ever yes. wanted to start one of your own? Are you too scared yes. to start one? Well, to be honest, yes. we were scared in the very beginning before we started Pixels, but luckily we found Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. They're a dedicated team driven to help your podcast succeed. Their website is very simple to use and gives you stats on your show. It's amazing. They put your podcast on all the different podcast players like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Exactly. And we love Buzzsprout so much, we recently became a affiliate. Start your own podcast using our special link, which will be in the show description. Today, and after upgrading to any service plan, you will be able to receive a $20 Amazon gift card. Join us, us Pixels, and over 100,000 other users using Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout, easiest way to podcast. And now, we will return you to your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome back to the bullshit segment of the show, you guys. So bullshit away. I was actually going to say because we're going to bring back mini reviews and I feel like that should be before bullshit. Oh, too late now. We'll talk about it off too air. Late. Too late now. Well, not off air. I can do it after bullshit. Uh, fine. Go for it. Alright, so first we got bullshit to do. Um, well, no, do it long? now. Oh, do it now? Okay. Well, then here we go. But welcome back to PGC Mini Reviews, or I guess RGC Mini Reviews, I suppose. That's how long it's been since we got rid of that segment. Or I guess actually RGCO? The, the, mini Reviews. Mini Reviews. <laughs> so, as you know, I finally beat a video game again. I did it live. There's proof. Oh, man. Rude. Rude. <laughs> so yeah, Kingdom Hearts, Stream Drop Distance, was a game that was originally released for the PG... The, the PG? What the fuck? The 3DS. 
but had an HD remake on the PS4, which is the version that I played. And I described the plot, but it's Kingdom Hearts, so I don't really know what the plot is. I feel like a lot of people have that problem with Kingdom Hearts. So basically, the basic thing that I got from it was that Sora and Riku are training under this guy named Master Yen Sid to become Keyblade Masters. And they're sent on a quest of mastery where they have to go inside of a dream world and wake sleeping worlds from their slumber, which is something that I think they did in previous Kingdom Hearts games. They have these things called Keyblades. There's keyholes in worlds. They unlock the keyholes and they wake up the world. So Sora and Riku are sent into the dream world to go on a quest of mastery to become Keyblade Masters. But the evil bad guys, Organization 13, I believe is what they're called, led by Xehanort, they hijack the quest, hijack this dream world, and guide them right into their trap. So as Sora and Riku are awakening the sleeping worlds, the Organization 13 are keeping track of them and they're playing right into their hands. And at the end of the game, Sora and Riku have to face against them to be freed from the dream world, go back to the real world, and perhaps become Keyblade Masters. So, that's the plot of Dream Drop Distance. Also, important thing I forgot to mention, in the dream world, there are these things called Dream Eaters, which there are bad ones, which are the enemies you fight for the entire game, pretty much. All of the all of the overworld enemies, well, most of them, and most of the bosses are dream eaters. But you also have friendly dream eaters, which you can create out of dream eater material that you collect by beating bad dream eaters. And they're sort of like Pokemon in a way. You can equip a couple of them into your party, and they will help you in battle in various ways. And I was naming them all after viewers, so I had a couple of good ones. I think my... One of my final Dream Eaters with Sora was named after Jason. I had Jell, the the panda Dream Eater. I had made a Jinji, and I was going to give him to Riku, but Riku's current Dream Eaters were already high enough level that I really didn't want to bother grinding up Jinji. Wow, thanks to know I'm not worth it. Fucking asshole. So, yeah. There are a lot of there are a lot of people who are named after Dream Eaters who got used like for five seconds and never again, or just never again at all. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, it was really good. I, I really like the Dream Eater mechanic. As for my thoughts on the gameplay, there was a lot of like it's sort of like the Spider-Man game in that there was a lot of just like mashing one button. And perhaps sometimes like adding a second button into that mix. Uh-oh. And that being the whole combat system. But it's the world is charming enough and it feels good enough to do what you're doing that that doesn't matter. It's still fun. Despite the fact that the combat system just doesn't isn't super complex, even though it kind of is in a way. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is interesting. And so... The main problem I've always expected to have with Kingdom Hearts as somebody who's never really played much of a game is I felt like, you know, the spiky-haired oh, Final Fantasy... What? Uh, uh, hurry, hurry, hurry and wrap up your, your review. I have something to, to mention like real quick before I had to dip out a couple minutes early. Oh, okay. 
we'll just say it now and dip out, and I'll finish the review. My phone is at 2%, so I'm going to die, and you all are going to be wondering what the fuck happened to Genji. But uh, I will see you lovely people for episode 91. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye, you guys. Sorry, yeah, I should have my you phone charged. Happy birthday to me before you leave. I, don't, I just don't, I don't have the energy for it. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. All right. Energy. All right, you guys. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Keep it, keep it reasonable. Maybe another, like, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, don't worry about it. We got it. All right. Peace. Yes. All right, we got we got two more hours of show for you. The enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think the gameplay was really fun, despite being pretty simple in execution. Collecting the magic spells was interesting, and the game until the end, it didn't really require a lot of grinding. Even though it was an RPG, I could sort of complete what I need to complete without having to grind a lot, except for, you know, when I accidentally went out of order with one of the worlds as yeah. Riku and and tried to fight a boss that was taking, like, 40 minutes to do one health bar of. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I should go do the other world first. Well, once I went and got the... Once I, once I d- went and did the other world and got a better Keyblade and it leveled up a little bit, I was fine. <laughs> so you go around Disney worlds in this game, and I'll just real quick list off which ones you went to. You went to... First, there's Traverse Town, which is the classic town that all Kingdom Hearts started, which was also a crossover with the RPG The World Ends With You for the DS, and those characters were pretty interesting. I'm not going to get into super detail because it's a mini-review, not a full review. There was the city that I'm not even going to attempt to remember the name of, which was the location of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. There was the grid from Tron Legacy. There was Prankster's Paradise from Pinocchio. There was Symphony of Sorcery from the Mickey Mouse version of Sorcerer's Apprentice. And there was The Country of Musketeers from the movie The Three Musketeers starring Donald, Mickey, Goofy, The Three Musketeers. And then there was the world that never was, which is like this nightmare world that they trap Sora in at the end of the game. It's the final world in the game. That's where you fight the final bosses. And I'd say my one criticism is you don't have to grind throughout the entire game. And then you get to the final bosses. And the final bosses are real hard. And I have to go quit the final bosses as Riku and level up Riku 11 levels. before I could go back and beat those bosses effectively. (laughs) Sora's isn't as bad. Sora definitely had the superior from the boss and that you didn't have to sit there and grind a bunch to beat him. So, overall, my experience with the game, I had a really good time, and it really encouraged me to go to the rest of Kingdom Hearts. Like, what really sold Kingdom Hearts for me was Symphony of Sorcery. So, in Symphony of Sorcery, you find Mickey, little sorcerer Mickey, who is somehow trapped in, like, a dark incantation 
that is somehow attached to this like tray of music with dark music notes around it. And both as Sora and Riku, you try to just use your keyblade to bust the thing up, but it won't work. And Mickey is able to telepathically talk to you and be like, to break me out of this, you need to get a sound idea. And to get a sound idea, you have to go into the music realm and find it. So Sora and Riku use their keyblades to unlock the keyhole into music land. And while you're in music land, the sound of the game changes where it's playing like classical music. And when you hit the enemies, instead of making the usual sound where like your anime boys going, huh, huh. And the dreamers are going, because they're weird monsters. It's like playing like these little pleasant sound effects and it really goes And the world is just full of like really pretty landscapes and you go between like forests and snow and as Sora you get to be in in the sky and clouds and a rainbow. It was just the most aesthetically pleasing I think a video game level has ever been and it has encouraged me to continue on with Kingdom Hearts. So yeah, my favorite level was definitely Symphony of Sorcery and overall I'd say I give the game an 8.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. All right, so that was mini reviews. Let's have a little mini five-minute bullshit where I ask Odin here, how you been doing this week? How you, how you been? Well, you know, just uh, living, mostly. No, trying to... Living, mostly. Living. I, I hope uh, so. Oh. I hope you're living all the way, all the time. Well, um, I've been doing a lot of work. Um, it's... It, it's uh... A lot of work and a lot of gaming. Been trying to like balance my time back and forth. Um, it's it's just kind of monotonous right now. Point. Just trying to. I'm trying to keep myself like composed and together. Yeah. It can be so, hard in these trying times. Factual. Yeah, it's. But no, I think uh, definitely with all this shit that's been going on, definitely having video games has um, helped me out a lot. Video games are our lord and savior, yes. Mm. Video games save the world. That is that is the moral of the story today in the Pixels Bullshit segment. Play video games all the time, forever. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'd say that's about the end of our show. I'm, I'm sort of taking taking the reins here because Gingy had to yeet out. Um, yeet. So, Odin, where can our listeners find you? They can find me on Twitter at uh, by Odin's beard with two N's for sure. Um, now, if you want to add me at all. Um, if you want to add me at all on Switch, my friend code is 85155100923. Write that down and send me some cool stuff in Animal Crossing. I'll send Can you, you stuff say back. that in a phone robot voice? And oh, like, like, like in you a. Know, op- you know when, like, the office, like, automated bot reads a number oh, yeah, back yeah, yeah. to you? All right, here you go. Eight, five, one, five, five, one, zero, zero, nine, 
two, three, eight. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So there's uh, Odin's friend code. Um, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. You can find me on Twitch on twitch.tv slash Riley Streams, where up until today I was streaming every day. Unfortunately, I did have to go to my grandma's house, so that was cut short. But by Monday at the latest, I will be back to daily streaming until this whole corona pandemic blows over and I get to go back to school. <laughs> Which I'm excited for, actually, for once. I'd rather be in school than this shit. Um, you can find Pokemon Variety Hour wherever podcasts are found. And you can find the Riley Podcast Mega Feed is the most important part. Look, the best birthday gift you can give me, besides besides PSN cards, but I'm not expecting that, <laughs> the best birthday gift you can give me is to just subscribe to the Riley Podcast Mega Feed. I, I really care about all, um, well, most of the shows that I put out on the Mega Feed, so I really appreciate you guys just listening to them because I want them to get more attention, especially shows like Largest Issue and the Riley and Ian movie review podcast, even though that one's at on questionable status. Cause I haven't talked to Ian in like three weeks and we did not end on good terms. So I don't know about that one, but the episodes you put out are pretty good. Mm. Just check out the Riley podcast. Mega feed. I'm not going to promise you won't regret it, but if you already like me on this show, I feel like you'll like me on some of those shows as well. Okay, so this has been Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, a video game podcast where we talk about everything under the video game sun. It, I have been the birthday boy, Riley. I've been Odin, and Jinji was here. Jinji was here. Talk to me in the channel. Join our Discord. Talk to me in the channels or DM me. I'm all ears. I haven't said that in weeks, and I just thought of it. Well, Join our Discord. Link in the description. Talk to me in the channels or DM me. I'm all ears. Talk to me. <laughs> and as of tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I will be a big boy, adult boy, technically, in the eyes of legality. I'm not, obviously, maturity level, but... In terms of legal world, I will be an adult on Tuesday. So that's interesting. Jinji, I'm not Jinji. Odin, I'm scared of adult hold. You you should be scared. (laughs) Thank you for the encouragement. See you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.